loved one um, in a bad state, God, because you can't get to them. You can't share a touch. You can't say goodbye. Even during funerals, Lord, you can't come together with friends and family to take some of the load of the grief. So God, now we ask that you would draw close to our dear brother and his family, Pastor Stephen Brooks. We ask that you would draw close to the other people that we know who have lost loved ones this week. And God, you know our whole world is crying out to you. The whole world obviously needs you right now. And so now, God, we ask that we would not only turn to you, but Lord, as your hands and your feet, that we would show your love to the people around us. Thank you for your comfort and your care. We ask, God, that as we go through this program today, that you would uh, direct our minds to the things that you would have us to think about. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So in addition to that, you know, just this morning, we got very breaking news, uh, particularly through the New York Times. And I don't know if you have heard, um, but there are a little over 6.6 million unemployment claims that went forth just this week, taking unemployment um, and people losing jobs up to 10 million um, that is directly connected to this coronavirus. I mean, just the thought of there currently being 10 million people in America that do not have jobs is a mind-blowing thing. I mean, the write-up itself says that at any given time, or even at the highest, um, unemployment probably had around 649,000 unemployment claims, not 10 million. I mean, the sites have, the site has crashed because people are trying to phone in or go in online and, uh, you know, state and, and, and document um, that they are now unemployed. Um, and, you know, there are some people who still have not even been able to officially uh, make their claim because even that system now is overloaded. Mm -hmm. So 10 million unemployment claims is what we are aware of. Um, And, you know, financial uh, and economists are stating that this is only going to get worse and that uh, this recession, um, the economic state of our country right now could potentially get um, close to that of the Great Depression in the 1930s. And so it's certainly timely. for us to kind of have a conversation around finance, poverty, and uh, the coronavirus. And we are super grateful and super excited to have our finance columnist, uh, Ruth Van Phillip, um, joining us for this conversation. Um, He is actually a tax attorney, uh, but also has uh, a company or an organization um, called Get Rich to Give, right? Um, give to get rich. Give to get rich. Give to get rich. Uh, organization called <laughs> Give to Get Rich. And um, I have worked with uh, Ruth Ben on many things with message as well as outside of this. And I know that he is super passionate about the power that nonprofits have um, to really impact impoverished communities for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited to kind of talk with him 
um, about some of the wisdom and advice and counsel that, that he can share with, with you and with me uh, so I can get my, my money together, <laughs> all right? So um, I'm going to go ahead and toss it to Carmela. As you know, we always wanna begin catching up on the headlines with her. Uh, and so she is going to kind of talk through uh, what the news, what the media is saying about coronavirus and finances, poverty, everything. Carmela. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Good morning. Well, you know, the thing is, Claudia, I'm listening to you say that. And we're, as we are looking at the news, I mean, at some point you have to really turn it off because it's too much. It really is. You talk about sensory overload and just that sense on the inside um, of, you know, what's going to happen. But yet the news is more than sobering. It is one of those things that um, if you're not careful, it's panic inducing. And that's why we talked about that last last week. Um, It's one of those things that people are are very concerned about. And so what we're doing at Message is, you know, and this is why we, part of the reason why we do this, what's the message is we look and we're calling through the, the headlines and looking at the news and looking at um, the different things that are out there, what, it, what is affecting people and where are our hearts. And in particular for our audience um, being uh, one of the oldest or if not the oldest continuously running black Christian magazines in the country, it is always very important for us to follow what is happening among uh, people of color, in particular African Americans um, and uh, others from the African diaspora, right? <laughs> in, uh, in our communities and in our country. What is the impact of anything that is happening on our world? Well, yeah. you know, we have to start here because we look at um, in, in general or across the board, um, we've been talking for the last two or three years about the differences in wealth and the financial status and standing uh, as compared um, between communities of color and uh, white communities. Um, you've got the wealth gap, you've got an unemployment gap or an underemployment gap. And so you already have a situation where many people are at a financial disadvantage and right now with this kind of uh, uh, the corona pandemic, um, the things that we in our communities have been dealing with are more widespread. And so you'll see many more people who are dealing with this. And so the question is, uh, when President Trump said a couple of weeks ago, we can get the economy up and going again, while people want their paychecks to start coming and people want their businesses to open up the doors again so that you can get that cash flow in. You yeah. got the coronavirus. And so you're stuck between a rock and a hard place for real right now. Do we get out there and get working so we can get the money coming in? Or do we stay inside where we can be safe knowing you're not going to have money coming in? Which is the one that you choose right now? I would I would submit that the the question or the the answer has to be you got to choose life first, right? But that may be a small consolation to someone who's looking at a cupboard where the supplies are dwindling and you've got the kids and everyone home. You've got loved ones that you need to get to and make sure that they're eating and make sure that they have medications and are getting where they need to go and that you have gas in the car. So it can be overwhelming, but the reason why we're here today is not to talk about the overwhelming circumstances. 
The reason why we're here is to look through these headlines and look through these stories and find something that we can hold on. And that's why I like the fact that you, we have uh, Ruth Ben on today. Because Ruth Ben, and I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna say this straight up. Ruth Ben has been saying all along, this is, you know, yes, there's the money situation, but that's the reason why I'm assuming your business is named the way it is. There is a converse relationship or an inverse relationship, maybe I should say. You know, you can put everything, you can think, try to think your way through this, you can try to invest your way through this, you can try to do all this sort of thing, but there is an inverse relationship between uh, these finances and what the Lord can do with somebody who's following what uh, God is, is, is calling them to do. Am I right about that? Am I saying it right? Maybe I'm not saying it correctly, Ruben, but jump in here. So we see the bad news, but I believe that there's something that you can tell us that is counterintuitive that's going to help people. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I am super excited just to join the team today. I look forward to sharing a little bit of what excites me. I mean, just to sort of uh, give you some context for Give to Get Rich. So, so the concept and the idea was that, that people get rich different ways, but I get rich by giving away information. Mm -hmm. I get rich by giving away knowledge. And so for, for communities of color, it was important to me to call the company that because it, it's, it's just not about you know, the economic side of it, but I want to give away information, give away tools that empower people to enrich themselves or get rich, if you will, in that sense. And it's not necessarily always a monetary perspective, but in giving, you can get rich. Just yeah. Okay, so, so I heard you guys covered a multitude of information, but I just want to jump right into you know the real thing because there are some finance financial advice out there that really does not speak to communities of color like for instance if you had a 401k plan uh under the irs rules if you try to take the money out you'd be penalized so that's that's good okay so they've relaxed that rule but the truth of the matter is how many of our people have 401ks Right. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> how, many, how many of our people have four or three Bs or, or have some kind of retirement investment? So the fact that that's great advice, but is it really relevant? Is it applicable to our communities? It's great what the federal government is doing, relaxing some interest and some penalties, let's say from a tax perspective, but is it applicable to our communities? I would suggest to you that the answer is no. Or maybe not as not as um, not prevalent as for other communities. No, so so I want to I want to talk about some, you know, things that I feel like I'm keeping at 100. Things yeah. down to earth that like I've experienced even myself. So I'll start with something like as simple as coupons. So I go to CVS all the time. Have you gone to CVS all the time? In some pharmacy, you get this long printout. Oh, CVS is notorious. Notorious, right? <laughs> so, so yeah. the, other day, the other day, I went through that whole long list of stuff, mm -hmm. and I realized that I had lost $25. You had a $25 coupon? No, I added up all the coupons. Right? Okay. And I realized mm -hmm. the date had expired. Mm -hmm. And I lost 25 bucks. 
because I didn't jump on it. Now, $25 can get you halfway there to a grocery list. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I, here I was wasting 25 bucks. So I want to start with something that seems pretty much trivial, mm -hmm. pretty much irrelevant, but we're losing money just not, and it's just not CVS. It's what you find in the newspaper, what mm -hmm. you find on a weekly basis, discount stores, dollar stores. You don't actually have to go to the brand name facilities to get what you're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, so in other words, what you're saying is, um, and try to speak up so we can, we can hear you, but basically what you're trying to say is there is money, particularly for our people, yeah. uh, in coupons yeah. <laughs> and sales and, yeah. and being willing to not buy brand name stuff and go to brand name stores. So in other words, we are out here, um, potentially trying to get food and other necessities and we're stressing out about it because I can't get Lay's potato chips or I can't get, right. you know, Olay soap or I can't get smart water, you know, like I mm. want to get, you know, the, the, the big brand name products and, <laughs> I don't have any of the coupons or the clearance sales for those. And so I'm stressing out. Yeah. But what you need, and this is one of my favorite sayings, but I'm interested, you know, I make the, dis the distinction every day between what's necessary and what's important. Mm. All right. All right. You get that? You've got to make yeah. a distinction between what's necessary and what's important. Okay. Okay. So this is, this is really good. So what's necessary and what's important. If I am in, not if we are all in pandemic mode right, right, right now. Right. right, right. <laughs> so what is necessary and what is important? Okay. So, so what's important might be cable. That is important to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Now, whether it's necessary or not, it really, mm -hmm. as you said, contingent on your circumstances. If you yeah. are a news reporter, gotcha. mm -hmm. right? But we know for sure that, mm -hmm. that, that paying $200 a month to Comcast when you could get Hulu, mm. <laughs> necessary <laughs> versus important. Wow. If it's, even if it's necessary, there can be a discounted service available. That's a great point. You don't, you mm. don't actually have to buy into Xfinity. You don't have to buy in the Comcast or the Verizon or whoever. Mm -hmm. Right, right, you right. The same service would stick. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling rebuked right now, Ruthven. Yeah. I'm feeling. I'm feeling rebuked. I, I did say in the beginning I was going to keep it 100. You did. You did. You told me this is going to keep I'm feeling rebuked. Because the other thing that I'm also hearing you say, too, is you don't need both. No. <laughs> so you don't need your full cable package. No. You're in your, your internet. And then every single subscription it's that exists. Hulu, Netflix. I'm talking to myself right now. Disney yeah. Plus. 
Listen, Claudia is a problem. <laughs> necessary. So takeaway gonna be today. Necessary versus important. Necessary versus important. Okay. <laughs> necessary versus important. You know yeah. what? Uh, you know what I. You know when I'm thinking about this thing, one thing that I think we can always highlight that as people of color, it has been part of our culture mm -hmm. to make do and make through. God has given us the creativity to do some things with little. That is this whole maxim, you know, the, the whole little becomes much is yeah. something that is a theme throughout the Bible, is it not? This, yeah. is why, this is why you have the, um, the, the smallest of these uh, the, uh, people that God uses. And this is why he uses the most unlikely resources, such as um, two fishes and five loaves of bread. Is that right? This yeah. Is, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a broad theme of the Bible. And as a Black person who grew up not having a lot of money this has been also the theme of creativity for our lives and we have to remember that and this is something that we can share with other people am i right i yeah. was thinking i was thinking you know the there's two things here is one the creativity that comes from not always having all the money that you feel that you need right and so you know i was listening to our health columnist uh one of the last power weekends that we had. I thought it was so interesting. She was taught by one of our longtime health columnists, Gwen Foster. So Gwen Foster taught Donna Green Goodman. She mm. said, when you're teaching people to eat healthy, you use what they have That's right. on hand. And mm. so when she said, you know, she, she visited somebody who needed some, some help one time and she needed food. She didn't have anything and she didn't have any meat. All right. And people always say, oh, where am I going to get meat? And we, I know we always joking about, you know, meat free and all that kind of stuff. But then one day she went into this woman's cabinet and pulled out some food. And what did she make her? Some oatmeal patties with some gravy. Okay. Wow. <laughs> what am I trying to say? Not that I like oatmeal patties. What am I saying though? I'm saying is that God is giving you not only resources that you may not think that you have is what I'm hearing ben, uh, Ruth Ben say, but he's also given you the creativity to be able to use the resources in a way that they'll stretch. That, you know, that's the story of the Elijah and the widow, right? I'm, that I'm cruise saying. of oil did not fail. Her, her, her meal did not fail. Go ahead. No, no, that's, that's the wisdom, not just the resources. Yes. The wisdom, right? Like, mm -hmm. so for instance, I would advocate that before you leave your house, so all these people are running around to Costco or wherever. So yeah, yeah. You leave your house, right? You should plan your stops because you're wasting gas money. Mm. Right? So, so every day you're going out. I mean, thank God in a way for the lockdown, right? True. <laughs> now you have to be more strategic mm -hmm. about, okay, I need to go to the pharmacy. I need to go to the grocery. Mm -hmm. um, I need to pick up some laundry. I mean, the things now that you do, you don't leave home every day, right? No right. more. Right. And when you leave home, you have all these stops to make. So you're leaving home one time. Mm -hmm. Right? You're not spending gas or spending money recklessly 
on a negligent way, now you're planning your yeah. economics, right? Or you can decide, well, you know what? I'm going to carpool with my neighbor. Mm. Yeah, I know there's social distancing, but I'm saying, you yeah. carpool with your neighbor, you do Tuesday, Thursday, right. Monday, Wednesday. Mm. So, okay. in essence, so in essence, you're saying that rather than kind of focusing on what we don't have and what we have lost, you both are basically saying you need to start, we need to start thinking creatively about how we can save the pennies that we have. How the can Moses, I? Moses, what do you have in your hand? Glory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the rod, we're good. That's yeah. Right. We can save millions of people, but we got to start with the rod. Mm -hmm. Mercy. You can help them cross the Red Sea, but it started with a rod. Yes. No, that's good. The other thing that I'm hearing too is you guys are also borderline advocating this as a time for self-employment. There's no, there's no doubt about that. I can touch, I can touch on that. I'm gonna, touch I'm gonna, on that. Touch on, touch on that. that. In, in, in that. essence, if everybody has skills, everybody has something that they can offer, consulting, webinars, teaching, something. And it, the idea that, you know, you're just stuck at home with absolutely no options whatsoever. It's like the internet provides you literally a plethora of clients that are also stuck at home. Before you go there, I want to make sure we lay the right foundation. And I heard the foundation this weekend with everybody is called to a purpose. Mm. So I heard that this weekend. I was tuning in, you know, to a mm -hmm. worship service. Yeah. And I heard folks talk about what's your call, what's your purpose. Mercy. Before you were born. Bring yeah. it was identified your call and your purpose. And, and then one of the things that was that was brought out, I always say sometimes your calling, your job could be your calling, your career can be your calling, but your career, but your calling may not be your career. Mm. In this moment right here, people are finding out what they're called to do. Wow. In this wow. moment, this COVID-19 moment where people are home, they're beginning to take inventory and realize, but I'm good at this. I'm good mm. at that. I haven't done this all this time because I never found time to ah. figure out my calling and my purpose. Now I've figured out that I have great administrative skills. How can mm. I use that? Mm -hmm. How can I monetize that? Speak wow. more about that, uh, Ruben. We've talked about it. And we've been going through this with the magazine um, for some, in a series this year. Yeah. And, you know, it, I have never been one of those people that had my, well, actually, I had to take that back. I did have my shingle out as a as a and as attorney for a brief time but the, before I came to message. Um, but there's not a lot of, sometimes people are not, entrepreneurial how can you open your eyes to not only find out what your calling is but how you can fill in the needs and you can match the two can you maybe um start our our our, our wheels in motion so that we can be thinking more like that okay so so how i came to figure out my call was because i jonah up so i was like jonah like most of us are we run yeah. what we're called to do, right? I okay. jumped. Yeah. And I was running and running and running and running. But I found it by someone telling me, 
you know, this is what you're called to do. You're really good at it. So one way, mm-hmm. one way I figured it out, because I didn't want to admit to it, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it was being, God was speaking to me through others. Okay. So mm-hmm. Validate the call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I didn't end up in financial literacy because I just liked it. No. Mm-hmm. People who were telling me all the time, I remember a brother at, at the church I attend was saying to me, man, this is what you're called to do. You should do it. And I was jonering up. I was telling God, I'm running away from this. I don't like wow. it. I don't want to do it. Mm. Okay. But then again, I didn't get stuck in the place of sometimes we don't do what we're called to do because we're not worship, because we're not praised, because we're not elevated. Because mm. we're not special. Because we're just mm. in our silos. Yeah. Unless, unless they roll out the red carpet for me, I'm not going to do what I'm called to do. I'm not the star of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like the work of financial literacy is, is more behind the scenes, unpraised, unrewarded work? It, it is, but it's the most rewarding set of work you can ever do to change someone's economic circumstances. You have laid a foundation for generations. Wow. Ruth then told me. If I can get you as a parent to mm-hmm. start budgeting, yeah. you know what that would do for your kids? And for Ruth. your kids' kids? Yeah. Yeah. Ruth then you told me a story several weeks ago about how you were working with a young lady who was saving. What was that you were saying? Yeah. Remember, you were saying she was saving some coins or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so, so, I was doing a presentation, and 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 there was a lady at the presentation. She was in what we would call somewhat of a Section Eight program. Mm. She was saying that she would save all these coins because she learned that from her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And so, when it was time to pay the rent, like nowadays, today is the second. Yeah. Right. All these people, like I have a big, you know, water jar with mm-hmm. coins in it. Oh, wow. And I put in everything, pennies, dimes, nickel. The only thing I don't put in there is dollars, paper dollars. Okay. I come home with change, I put it in there. Mm. I mean, the thing is getting so heavy, I can't lift it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But there's money, and I'm sure when I count that thing, it's going to be thousands of dollars. Mm. I can guarantee you that. I'm going to need some help to take it to the bank. Mm-hmm. There's but a rainy day fund. That's the rainy day, I mean, basic rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. Now, before we leave this podcast today, I, I got to tell you, tell, give some information to some folks because I, I definitely want them to do some things. If you are, if you are in a home and you got a mortgage, Mm-hmm. Right. You pick up the phone and call your Bank of America, your Wells Fargo's. You know, I was talking this morning in my devotion to one of my buddies, mm-hmm. and he talked yesterday about his mortgage. And today he gave me a praise report that he had gone into Wells Fargo. Now he called the line, but he couldn't get through. He actually went to his local bank. Oh yeah. Customer service, and they helped him out. They put him in touch. Mm-hmm. So his mortgage is deferred for three months. Yeah. Interest free. 
Wow, interest-free mortgage deferred for three months. That's real. That happened yesterday. Yeah. You got to wow. ask. You got to yeah. ask. You got to ask. Yeah, it, it's all. It, so I, mm -hmm. I need people to do that. I mean, I need, if you got a car note. Yeah. You definitely need to talk to the dealership. Mm. Talk to the manufacturer. Give them a call. See, the thing about it, they're not going to reach out to you, even mm -hmm. though they have these resources. So here's the deal. Here's the truth of the matter. Government gave them the money. Mm -hmm. Okay. The stimulus. But do you think they're going to pick up the phone and call you? No. No, they're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. They're going to sit on the money, get yeah. loan forgiveness, and pocket the money. Executive mm -hmm. bonus. So you've got to do your part. I don't want you to leave here. Despite all that's going on around us, I need you to be proactive. I don't care your economic circumstances. There's opportunity out there. The last time I went to CVS to get some medication, mm -hmm. they said to me, is there a coupon? Do you have a coupon? I said, no, they had one. Yeah. They didn't, mm -hmm. give, they didn't give me the brand name either that the you know, physician prescribed. They had another thing. Wow. That was just as effective. Mm -hmm. So as a physician, mm -hmm. he was like, yeah, you could use that. Mm -hmm. Or he had a coupon he could send to me. Mm -hmm. So okay. there's, there's money. Don't leave money on the table, as gamblers would say. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Don't right. leave money on the table. Don't but I hear, you, I hear you saying be proactive with all of your all of the debtors all of the people that yeah. reach out to everybody now 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 i need you yeah. to reach out to the credit card folk mm -hmm. they have something too chase and and bank of america and all you've got to reach out to them mm -hmm. tell them your circumstances you don't see you stay in this silo your credit goes down and mm -hmm. now you can't get something else in the future because mm. you take advantage of the opportunity. Okay. Right. Right. And so you can so you can pretty much, you know, all of your bills. What about stuff like utilities? Did the utilities we care? We talked about that? that this morning. I talked with him about that this morning. Mm -hmm. He picked up the phone. So this is a real story. He picked up his phone. This buddy of mine live in Atlanta. So wherever yeah. you have your podcast, it don't matter. He yeah. picked up the phone and called his gas company. He owed $279 on his bill, which was due. He called them. They spoke to him. They brought the bill down to $79. They took off $200. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll give you his contact if he want after. <laughs> you know? You don't ask. You don't talk to these folks. They, they didn't just defer the thing to sometime later. They wiped out. Now, now let me ask this. Let me ask this. When these companies are agreeing to defer, right? Like I saw some stuff online where people are basically saying, don't do this. Don't ask for these monthly deferments and whatnot, because what's going to happen is you're going to come out of your three month period mm -hmm. and they're going to ask you for like the three month total. So it's like you might shut something down for 200 and something and then you come out and now one bill is a thousand something dollars. Mm -hmm. Is that true? We talked, about, we talked about that this morning also. And, and there was a situation on that earlier on 
maybe a couple of weeks ago, there were some issues like with Bank of America, for instance, mm -hmm. right? So, so there were there were there were borrowers who now Bank of America services, but the original loan was not a Bank of America loan. Mm Hear -hmm. me now, the loan was with ABC Company. Mm -hmm. Bank of America bought ABC loans. Okay. And so what they were saying, the folk was, well, we can't service, we, you got to pay because you're not originally a Bank of America customer. Wow. Wow. But now that's been resolved. Okay. Okay. So if it's three months, they're going to give you, the, that seems to be the general theme out there with lending institutions. It's about three months. Mm -hmm. Okay. okay. Right? That's some time to get some other plans going. And, and you put that at the back of the loan and you don't have to, so if it's, you know, August 1, then in August 1, you pay August mortgage, mm -hmm. not the three uh, months that were deferred. Okay. So it might, cool. it might mean that the loan, instead of ending in 2021, might end in 2022, three months into that year. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. But yeah. the situation now, working through where, you know, they have to defer, or if they're going to defer it, then, you know, they put it on the back end. Just keep it real. I might cost you a little more interest because they moved it to the back of the line. I mean, they ain't coming out short. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> Sell themselves short. No, that's important to say. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, don't don't think. You know, we we don't want to make it seem like it's this this beautiful utopia of a no, 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 no. situation. Like companies are gonna be companies even yeah, in have, their assistance. Yeah, they're gonna get paid. Yeah, they're gonna get paid. Right. Ruben had a great article that he's doing for us for an upcoming issue regarding the stimulus, which I know is very comprehensive. Well, I want some people would say it's not as comprehensive and doesn't go as far and deep as they would like. But I sure would love it if you could run down some of the things. As I know we were talking about there was a deadline for people here in Maryland. I don't know if those are things that apply to other people, but as an individual, what can I expect? Is this going to help me get over the hump? What do you think? Yeah, so there's some, so some of the easiest, possibly easiest thing you can do to get some cash at this point is to you know, file your tax return, right? Because mm -hmm. if you file it and get a refund, mm -hmm. that's great. That's one. But even if you're not getting a refund, yeah. Uh, at least the IRS will know, especially if it's an automatic direct deposit, the IRS will know your bank account. So the key here is they'll know your bank account and they can wire you that stimulus money. Okay. They don't really want, they don't really want to write a check. Right. Oh. They don't want to write and mail a check. No, yeah. they don't want to write a check or mail a check. What they're trying to do is put it online and have you you know, immediately get the funds in your bank account. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So sometimes, a lot of times, folks would send in their return with no direct deposit. They just want to collect their check for different reasons. And now, let's, let's be real. Some people don't want the money directly deposited into their account because they can't manage it. Mm. Or some people don't have an account. Some people don't have an account. That's mm -hmm. Or if the, if the government can directly deposit money into my account that means they can also directly take some out 
that's for sure. And the minute yeah. in favor, you know, it takes a while to resolve. You just short. Yeah. Right. Real short. Real oh, send me send me the paper. Let let me let, let me do it. <laughs> let me handle it and I'll figure it let out. Let me do it. <laughs> you know, that's another question. This is something that we hate here is a payday loan. Can you take your stimulus check to the payday loan to get cash? Yeah, now if you take it, if you take it there, so let's say you entitled twelve hundred dollars, you know they probably wouldn't give you twelve hundred dollars. No, you're gonna right. get back like nine hundred. <laughs> you know what I'm exactly. saying? They might give you. They might give you six. <laughs> okay, mercy. mercy. They got all the fees, and the, because some folks just don't have a bank account. Mm -hmm. okay. union. See, the whole system is designed around people to have that, and when you don't have that which a lot of our population don't, mm. then you're at a disadvantage. So that's why you got end up with people who are hustling, people who are trading with yeah. money orders and things of that nature. Mm. Mercy, mercy. Sometimes this is so overwhelming for, you know, um, one of the, the pieces that we were reading um, this week, um, and Claudia, you alluded to it earlier, is the, the correlation between uh, health, and poverty and uh and as we have this uh, uh and, and not just uh, health and poverty but wealth and poverty and so as we have this pandemic that is affecting our economy and our paychecks there is also a strong correlation between uh a death rate so if you are uh, if you're in the poverty level and you know your your level of um, income is lower, you don't have access to health care. You don't have access to health care in time. Our brother, or my only brother, I should say, is a hematologist oncologist, and we were talking about this several weeks ago. Um, that they they had a study that came um, about during the, the era of Obamacare. And so, you know, the Obamacare provided sort of a natural study group because you had some uh, states that were participating and some that were not. Mm -hmm. So the question is, the people or the states that had access to Obama uh, healthcare, affordable healthcare, and could get in to see the physicians in a, in a timely manner, they yeah. had better outcomes for even things like cancer. Yeah. Because you can be seen earlier, you can be diagnosed earlier, treated earlier and more effectively and have a better prognosis. Yeah. And so when people have lack of access to funding and, you know, it, it affects, it's a global effect on your mm -hmm. life. And yeah. so, you know, the things that we're talking about today, you know, it, if the coronavirus didn't hit you and your family directly, Mm. The, the not only the fear, the despair, but also the lack of access to the resources will impact you. And so we have to, you know, remember to do all the things that we know to do. You might not be able to, to, to get to where you need to, to go, but you do know, and you can right. wash your hands. You yeah. do know you got to cut down on the sugar um, so that it doesn't reduce your immune ability. And you do yeah. know you have to drown 
whatever you can with clean water. If you have yeah. access to clean water, which is why when we've been talking all this time about the water um, situation in Flint, Michigan, or the water lack of, of clean, fresh water in Newark to our children, or the you know the environmental effects, this thing comes down harder on other people if they're even if they're not directly affected by the corona. Right. So let me so, no. go ahead. Sorry. If I'm working at Joe Smo's business, mm -hmm. yeah. now I'm going to be laid off. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk to your boss, mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. owner, and say to him, do you know about the Paycheck Protection Program from SBA? That's right. Mm -hmm. Go back and talk to your, because there's a loan there to keep you on the payroll, and the loan has a forgiveness element to it. So as long as he takes the money from the government mm -hmm. and the money is used to make payroll, that loan is going to be forgiven. Glory. That's good right there. So you, you talk to your boss and the owner of the company and say, listen, have y'all checked into this before you release me? Now that's yeah. normally what employees do. I get that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. In this moment, though, I need you to do dif something different. That's right. That's right. SBA Here's something. Program. This program goes till June 30th. Okay, give, give them the name of that program again, Ruthven. Paycheck Protection Program. It's on oh. the SBA website. So you go to sba.gov and you click on coronavirus and the program comes up. They got several programs, but I like this one. Oh, yeah. This one's ain't going to be stuck with the money and the loan. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there are a couple of things the money can be used for. Mm -hmm. You know, payroll is at the top of the list. Right. You got mortgage. You got some utilities that the money can be used for, and it would be forgiven. But if mm -hmm. you keep your employees and you use that money for payroll, so everybody wins here in this program. Mm -hmm. Wow. Employees keep keep rolling. Yeah. Your business stay open. Yeah. Stay viable. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And you don't have no debt. Now, <clears throat> this just came to my mind. Cause I feel like that's great, particularly if you have a small business. Like I really want to reiterate that. Like I, I you have until you said June 30th. June 30th. Mm -hmm. June 30th to go to SBA.gov and get this payroll protection program so that you can keep your employees on payroll and take care of any other things that you've got going on in your business. So I, I, there, there is much wisdom, much advice, much counsel that you need to receive. This in particular, I need you to get into your spirit, okay? Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Receive it. Now, <laughs> the, other thing, you know the other thing that has come to my mind with them is nonprofits, right? Yeah, Particularly yeah. like churches, right? So. Yeah. All of these churches are closed. Ain't no tithe and offering being offered up. Now, some denominations, when they receive their tithe, tithes and offerings, that stays in-house. So all operations, payroll, all of that is based off of the money that comes in on a given Sunday versus, let's say, a Sabbath-keeping denomination um, like the Sunday Adventist Church. That money is not kind of in-house. It has its own kind of top-down structure, right? Mm -hmm. So pastors in the Sunday Adventist Church are not not being paid 
simply because tithe and offering is not, you know, coming in. The church doors are closed, right? It's, it, the Adventist pastors are not affected in the same way that maybe Sunday pastors are affected. But then what happens, should people, eat, should Christians be returning tithe and offering at all? Come on, come on, come on. Like, if, like, like we're sitting here talking about should I buy food? How can I turn off the car note? How can I pause the mortgage? How can I pick the subscription and not have cable? Like, like, like the real, real, should I really be paid and tithe, paying tithe and offering right now? Yeah. So, so, so for the ministers who may not be getting paid, the first thing I'm going to say is this is the time for you to start your own ministry. Mm. <laughs> Depending on the system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, but God has called you to do some other things. Right. But you've just been, you know, chilling. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know the system is failing you. <laughs> right. But you know you got some other calling. You got counseling. You got, as you say, advising. You got some other gifts, some other things that you're supposed to be doing that you never could, quote, unquote, find time to do. <laughs> for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. But I'm, but uh, Ruthven, I know that your answer to the question. Well, let me let me put it this way: If I was, like you said before, a gambling woman, I would say that you would say, continue to give during this time. This is the time to ramp up on your giving. Ooh, <laughs> they saying really the time to back off because you know. Give it to me, yeah. The, the God that I serve can do more with ninety than a hundred. Mm. Right, he can do more with ninety percent than you mm. can do with a hundred percent. So, in essence, you are t- you are trying to tell our. See, I'm swiveling because this is a lot. This is why are you swiveling, Claudia? Why are you swiveling? It's a lot. It's a lot. He's saying a lot right now. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> he's saying that. Thought. I need to finish this thought. Holy, holy, holy! I need to finish this thought because when you asking about these ministers. And, yeah, yeah. And, thing. And, and so the two points I want to make was one for the ministers themselves, they need, you know, to get off the couch. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm going to just keep it. Get off the couch. One, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and do your ministry, what you call to outside of this church thing, outside of this system thing. The second right. thing is the church itself, this is an opportunity for some churches. Some churches don't want to accept money from the government. But here is the time when an organization can set up their own 501c3 because there are people who want to give but not religious. And here's an opportunity for you to bring in funds and set up a separate 501 that's related to the church mm-hmm. and get resources outside of your tithe and offering. That's good. Outside the Very walls good. of the church. Yeah. Right, five hundred one three that serves people. So now here you you are covering all the bases because you are in service for other people. I just got a call from a a former editor of Message today. We were talking about that and how his church is tapped to be one of the providers of food for the homeless during this crisis because this is where we need to be. And I agree with you, uh, Ruth. Then when you talk about this is a time to ramp up for me. This is just like we talked about earlier, the overarching theme in the Bible of God using little things and small resources. I think a principle that has to be at work for all of us right now 
is a selflessness mm. that goes beyond uh, sort of, you know, is counterintuitive. Mm. You know, if you are into self-preservation, you are going to lose it because you mm. cannot buy enough. You mm -hmm. cannot put enough into that bank account that's going to make you feel safe and secure. You cannot avoid all the people on the street when you, and when you go into the store. This is the self-preservation. Do everything you can. Yeah. God has the healing. God has the pr pr uh, preservation. God has the provision. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Now is the time to, to go in there. And so what I wanted to say is the other thing that our people have always done, because you know, when I'm looking at these, these articles, they talk about flatten the curve first, stay well, but then increase that safety net. And for mm. us, we are the safety net. Yeah. Mm. We are the safety net. So now what does it look like? Yeah. About this today. I've got three bags that I'm supposed to take to the, to the goodwill. Mm -hmm. Are there not t-shirts in there that could be made into masks? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Can I get creative? Can I get helpful? Can I share? Can I help someone? If it's about self-preservation, you, you could lose the game easily. That's not what this yeah. is about. This is a time to see and watch God work with the little that we have. Go into your supply and your, your, your freezer where you got an extra bag of broccoli or you mm. got some stuff that you froze, or you can make your homemade bread because you've got two cups of flour left and you can take a half a loaf to one neighbor and another one to another neighbor. You take control. I grew up, my, my father was a pastor, as many people know. He was a former editor of Message Magazine. I remember, you know, as a child, my mother always talks about how I was listening to my dad preach from the time I was a baby in the baby carrier, you know what I mean? My dad always used to uh, tell a story, I believe it was uh, um, from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who talked mm. about being imprisoned and down to your last morsel of bread. Mm. Therein lies your power. Wow. The power is not in, I'm going to eat this and I'm going to die, just like the story with Elijah and the widow. Right. It's not about here, I'm going to save the last little bit that I got so that I can eat and I can just be done. The power is moving, the sustenance is moving in the sharing of what we have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm just sorry that, that this program is too short for me to share. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely, man. It's been rolling, you know? Yeah, no, it, it has been good and it, it it is so disappointing we have to come to an end. But, you know, just, just to recap, I really want to kind of almost summarize uh, kind of what both of you have really shared today. Um, so the first thing that we want to do is we want to make sure that we identify what is important and what is necessary. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt, right? We also want to make sure that all of you are encouraged to identify your purpose. What is your calling? What do you believe that God created you to do this this right. unemployment crisis is an opportunity for you to make that shift from career to calling and the three months that we have out um yes you can continue to look and apply uh for other employment but also take the time to really sit down and say man how 
what am I good at? What am I passionate about? And how can I generate an income, revenue, cash flow um, based on those things? The technology and the internet is on our side. Zoom is probably making millions of dollars. <laughs> in subscriptions right now, mm -hmm. even as we use them yes, <laughs> currently, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you know? And so there are so many different ways um, for you mm -hmm. to kind of figure out and become entrepreneurial and self-employed um, mm -hmm. during, during this time. The other thing that we really want you to be aware of as well is just that there, the government has already assisted various lenders and yeah. entities and institutions mm -hmm. so that they can help you. Yeah. But the reality is that it is on you to be proactive about getting the help and the assistance that you need. Call the car, the GM financial, call your utilities, call um, you your, know, your renters or your mortgage. Yeah, talk to the banks about, about your mortgage situation. Be proactive about what you need in this you know, financial crisis so that you can get the break that, that you can sustain and, and take care of your family during, during this difficult time. But the other thing is we also recognize that there is hope even for our nonprofits, even for our churches. And so to every minister and to every preacher, this is also your opportunity to figure yeah. out, man, how can I minister outside of my usual context? How can I be of service? What else am I really good at? How else can I be reaching people um, during this time period? And for those who um, can also think, how can I set up a 501c3 that is committed to meeting the needs of my community so that I can also begin to potentially get government resources and uh, for other funding into the church, different things like that. So there was so much covered and I, I can't believe I almost forgot it to the small businesses, people, if you were ever, um, if you were an employee, even for larger companies, go to your employer and speak to them about the payroll protection plan program that is you know at sba.com. Gov, okay? Small business administration. Participate okay. in yes. that thing until June 30th. Um, mm -hmm. You can get help with payroll. You can get help with your mortgage. You can get help, uh, loan forgiveness. Uh, so just please, 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 please. I think the, the hope from, from this show that we really want to give you is that there are resources out there. There is assistance out there. Yes, you are unemployed. Yes, you are not sure about what's going to happen to you but there is assistance out there available to you. The verse that um, you know, really came to my mind even early this morning when I learned about the skyrocketing unemployment situation mm -hmm. uh, is found in Matthew 6. And I, I could, but I just, I just don't want to. I wanna, I wanna read it because I wanna get it right. Mm -hmm. um, and God says, I, um, do not worry about your life. All right. Crisis is what you will eat or what you will drink mm -hmm. or about your body, what you will wear. Mm -hmm. Is it life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your mm -hmm. heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? 
Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wild flowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which yeah. is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? You of little faith. So don't worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things mm -hmm. and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself all each right. day has enough trouble of its own. I know that this is a difficult time that we're in. There is enough to worry about. I mean, we've got, we're worried about people that are sick. We're worried about getting sick. We're worried about our finances. Uh, we're worried about all, all manner, manner of things right now. But the word promises that we serve a God that like Carmela was talking about is dedicated to provision. He's dedicating to, he's dedicated to preserving us, providing for us and protecting us. And so this is a time where we can trust in him. We can believe in him. We can have faith that even though we are in difficult circumstances right now, that we serve a God that's going to take care of each and every one of our needs. And we can exercise that faith with some works, just like James talks about. And so we're not going to just sit on the couch and believe God for what he's going to do. No, we are going to pull out the laptop on the couch and we're going to look up some of these uh, programs and possibilities and resources and assistance. Um, and we're going to take care of our families. All right. So thank you so much for joining us, Ruben. Thank you so much for all the information and the wisdom that you gave our audience this morning. Uh, guys, until next time, we will see you next week, Thursday, same time, same place, Facebook, 11 a.m. What's the message? Make sure you are following us on all of our social media platforms at Message1898. Make sure you are getting our newsletter at our website at messagemagazine.com and you are subscribed to our bi-monthly issue. You can get that as well on our website. All right, guys, until next time. Bye. God bless.